I am your host, Carrie Scollin, giving us different perspectives on where we are and where we want to go on our journey. Thanks for being here, and I look forward to spending some time with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of the Founder Series. I am your host, Carrie Scollin. I have another amazing guest on this week for you. I followed Andrea, I think it's been for a few years now. I love her energy. I love her processes. She was the very first retreat that I ever attended when I started to do my own. And I'm telling you, I think I did learn from the best. So I'm thrilled to have Andrea on the show. Welcome, Andrea Ferguson. Please come on in. We want to talk. We want to get your story. You are a perfect definition of a founder. Thank you. And so that much. I mean, doing what you loved, doing yeah. what you loved to do. Yeah. Thank so you. Let me know. Let me know. Thank you so much for having me here. And oh, you were a gem having you at the retreat. And I remember um, just going, oh, this girl's got a light. I remember thinking that I'm like, just, yes, you have, you, you have this beautiful light and such a gift. So I'm so excited to be here on your show. Thank uh, you. Thank you. This is great. Well, I would, I would love for you to, um, share with the audience where kind of your story, where you started the middle, good, bad, ugly, amazing <laughs> parts, and First. then where you are now and what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. I think um, he kind of brought a great question at the beginning of our chat today about sort of this concept of busyness. Right. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I think I burst into the scene of life and uh, just came in with this very, um, I was very celebrated for, you know, achieving and my achievements. And I had this, what I now call or refer to as this like high achiever hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent so much of my life just like, uh, you know, just in achiever mode, you know, just the next thing, the next thing, the next level, the next, the next, the next. Um, and uh, I, I remember <laughs> I, at a point in my life where I was like, there has to be another way to life than this. You know, I remember feeling um, at a really, you know, key period, like, you know, I'm doing all of these things in my life. You know, everything I'm doing is trying to like get somewhere. So I, I don't feel this feeling, right. You know, I'm trying to like chase, <laughs> chase something to stop feeling this energy of busyness, this feeling of busyness. Yes. Right? And, um, and I feel like I just lived my life that way for so long. Um, I, I go sharing with you, uh, the, the memories come up on my, on my Facebook from like years and years ago, where I'd like celebrated working like 45 days in a row <laughs> with no break. And I was like, so proud of myself. Yes. Right? So proud of myself that I had, you know, that I worked so hard. Yeah. I had this real um, deep need to prove, mm-hmm. um, prove that I worked hard enough, prove that, um, like earn, the need to earn and prove that essentially I was enough or that I deserved to have yeah. uh, what I had in my life. Well, that's usually what it comes down to, isn't it? Is that, that more than enough piece? Yeah. Are we enough? Yeah. And it's also busyness back then was like a badge of honor. Like it, it totally was. was busy you were oh the more important you were the, the you know the better you were the, the more successful you are yes yeah. and that's just not the case yeah yeah so I had to well I had to I, I I I had to learn that the hard way so I remember you know I had 
Um, this time I had a, a fitness business. I had two young children. My husband had a business. Um, I had, I was, I had coaching clients. I had fitness clients. And I just remember feeling absolutely exhausted and I took really good care of myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, while I, I felt very called to all of this stuff on the, the same level, I was just absolutely exhausted. And I met, I started to describe it at the time as like soul tired. Oh, that's yeah. a good description. Yeah. Like soul tired here. There's no amount of sleep that is going to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just sort of this process and this journey that I've been on. I started to go, there has to be a way <laughs> that you can like live a meaningful life or maybe you're achieving your dreams or, you know, working towards aspirations, but you're not like killing yourself in the process, you know, that you're not, you know, that you're not absolutely exhausted. And, and so it was just that those, those internal moments of reflection that started to me, like there has to be a better way to this. And, and, and it's all the level of success I achieved. I remember sitting there going, when is this feeling going to go away? You know, this feeling inside of me that like seemed to never be able to be quenched by anything outside of me. And when I really got curious about it, it really was, you know, this sort of low grade anxiety, low grade anxiety of just, I always have to like go, go, go in order to, you know, do enough or I have to chase that next level or I have to get to the next thing. And it was just this approach to life I had. I think a lot of us can relate, right? We've been conditioned to think that success is something like climbing a never ending climb. And <laughs> I've talked about about this before too is along that journey is there's well for me and I'm only speaking for me but there's some guilt along there that we shouldn't feel this way because of what we have yes so oh. then that anxiety piece that's in our stomach part of that is guilt yeah and like well, I gotta prove and I gotta work so hard to actually prove that I deserve this Yes. To prove that it's okay for me to have this. Yes. Because you know, there's a little energy of like, well, who am I to, right? And uh, yeah, so I remember having this, just these these moments of like, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. So that's always just informed me. I, I have this, um, I'm, I would describe myself as a learner and I just keep asking, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And And what can I do about it? There has to be another way. That one question there has to be another way. There has to be something that I can do differently around this. That has fueled everything. And so I would just keep leaning into that. And that would usually lead me to a new mentor, or it would lead me to a new book, or it would lead me to something that would, that would invite new perspective, or that would offer me a new way of seeing things. And that was, there has to be another way. I'm just going to Yeah. Yeah. Like, so instead of just going, oh, this is just the way life is, I was like, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't, this like, this feeling of like, my whole life was designed at this point. Like I was, yes, drawn to the things that I was going to and I felt they inspired me, but the way I was going about it was very rooted in like, here's what success is supposed to look like. Here's what a successful business is supposed to look like. Here's how you grow, grow a successful business. Here's what a good mom looks like. Here's yeah. what a good wife looks like. Here's, yeah. And it was very externally um, created, right? Rather than like, well, is that true for me? And is that a match for me? And how does that work for me? <laughs> you know, like I hadn't even questioned that at some points. This is a lot I, of people do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
You just get started question it. I started to question it because I'm like, I'm doing all the things. Yeah. But I'm exhausted and I'm tired and this feeling inside. Like I thought that the reason I did these things is to make this feeling go away. And it just never seemed to go away. So that's when I started to question and challenge it. Mm-hmm. Naturally, you know, came I started to bump up against stuff then. You started to bump up against, you know, my people pleasing tendencies. Right. Um, my codependent stuff. Like I realized I had this belief that I I can relax and I can be happy and I can be okay when everybody in my world, which was like all my clients and my family and my friends were taken care of. Like as long as they're happy and as long as they're good, then I can. Yes. Yeah. Right. Can you, well, that's just a never. (laughs) That just means that there's a never. So I was always sort of chasing that, trying to kind of get ahead of that. Now, naturally that led to, you know, yes, the creation of some, you know, some things in my life, but what that ended up doing is that, I had created this whole way of being and this whole structure that was really dependent on um, everything outside of me. I lost myself in that. Yes, 100%. I can relate to that 100%. And then I was terrified to extricate myself from that. Yeah. Because, of course, I had all the beliefs of why I had done that in the first place. Yet I could no longer handle it. In, and, and I can look back now and I, I used to do this, um, which I wouldn't have understood at the time, but I used to go into flight mode. So and it, we talk about nervous system states, right? And I would go into flight mode, which was overwork, hustle, hustle, hard, overdo, overfunction, overthink, overanalyze, you know, uh, and then be very, very productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would, I would hit a, a limit and then I would flip into freeze mode. It would be a very functional freeze mode. I could still go through the motions of things yeah. until I couldn't. I remember this and I had so much responsibility on my plate. I had set everything up with people very, very reliant and dependent on me. Um, and I was frozen oh, wow. and I was frozen. And I, and I, I remember like trying like, okay, I've just got to, I've got to take this action. I would try and gear up. I would try and go into flight mode, which I didn't understand at the time. And I even had like coaches who would be like, yes, just go positive. Think push. You can do it. Just push a little harder. And I'd be like, I can't. I literally can't. And I would be curled up in fetal position on my office floor. But I can't. I can't. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. And then it would just be like like the horrification of, was that a word? (laughs) It worked perfectly there. (laughs) The the reality of what that might look like if I can't. Yeah. And um, so I pushed. I continued to push. And that just caused me like to flip into freeze mode even more. So I remember being for about 18 months, being like frozen in fear, trying mm-hmm. to push myself forward and it just not working. Yeah. Um, and then then and I, I described them as just one two by four after the other. And I call them spiritual two by fours. It's just that I really wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to, you know, that there was new ways to do things that I was really being called to like, listen, like, how's this working for you? How's this pattern that you've got going on working? You know, there is another way and you cannot continue to keep operating from this place. Right. Right. And I would just get two by four. So that looked like financial challenges. Looks like relationship challenges. It looks like um, just, I felt like it would be layered one challenge after the other. And I was so scared to do anything different um, until it could feel it started to crack and crumble. And I just, oh, it was just, yeah. And so, yeah, no, go keep yeah, going. No, yeah, no. And then, and then, and then we talked earlier about surrender. 
Well, I think there's a there's a piece in there that I want to yeah. uh, talk about because anybody that's starting on this journey, you know, sometimes we dip our toe in and we read the book and we start to get a little. Yeah, oh. That was me. <laughs> yep, that was me too. Um, and then I started, like you said, you start to uncover things that they don't feel good. Like I got some things in my face going, I got to make some changes. And that's, that's a pivotal moment because there were a lot of times where I was like, I don't want to do this. I can't do that. I'm like, oh no, no, I'll just, I got this. I like, and I like almost like put on my, like, I want to put on my strength backpack and I can just, (laughs) I can just positive think and achieve my way through this. Yeah, that would be, that would be great. I just know that it was like, sometimes I wanted to stick my head back in the sand or whatever, whatever that is, because it was hard. Like, and I think that's what my uh, a perfect example would be marriage. And my mom always said, it's, it's not all. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was real. She's like, it's hard. And it takes hard work, but it's worth it. Like you put the time in and you communicate and you, and it takes time and it takes effort, but it's worth it. And that's what I found on this personal development, spiritual journey. It was like, there were times where it was just like, this feels worse than it did before I started. (laughs) Why why am I doing this? (laughs) Yes, we're cleaning a closet and you pull everything out and it just looks horrible and you're overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden you just start putting pieces back. Are you letting go of pieces? That's what I feel like this whole yes. journey is. Yes. Yes. And sometimes you, you feel worse than you did at the beginning. Yeah. But you need to get through those, you know, like you said, maybe it's not a push. Yeah. It's maybe a not pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. It's oh, I was like, I, I remember like I cannot push any more, you know, yes. like I just can't. And so that's when I learned the art of surrender. So you, it's almost like the pulling out of things and it's like, okay, I need, like, I, I got to call in support here. And this is where I really, that's where I think a lot of us are led to more of a, like a spiritual approach or, or, or seeing things on a more broader spiritual perspective. And I learned the art of surrender, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I don't, I can't see my way through this. And I'm going to learn how to surrender through this and surrender into, into a new way forward. There has to be a new way. (laughs) I trust that there is. And I had enough belief or trust in that for some reason. Um, And then the practice of learning to surrender. And that was actually how I finally was able to move through um, is I just had to trust in the chaos or trust in the mess. Yeah. Right. Just trust that there was purpose in it. And you, you trusted in the way that, if you had a feeling, your intuition, you followed that rather than what you thought you should do. Yes. You just did what felt was the next best. Yeah. Because when I kept following what I thought I was supposed to do, I, 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 things weren't getting better. <laughs> you know, it was getting more, it felt like things were coming more layered and more complicated. It felt more intense, if anything. Mm-hmm. What I mean? So I, I, I'm, people are telling me this is the way to do it, but that's not feeling good to me. So if that's not working for me, and it, it does feel terrifying to let go because people are telling me that's what I, I should be doing, but it's not working. So what have I got to lose in going, I'm going to go trust in here instead. I'm going to go trust that I just feel called to do this instead. Yes. And when I started doing that and I started listening to that, that's when things started to fall into place for me. I love I, when I, okay. started to, yeah. We've got to, this is, I would love for you to, because I think this is, this is a great, oh, look, I'm all, I'm all yeah, excited. I know. <laughs> I can't, this is, this is 
Because this is where the juicy stuff is. This is where it's like, oh my gosh, when you can get here. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and so that's what I would love, like for somebody that's just starting out, mm. like where do they start in that surrendering process? Mm. I know for me, it was, I needed to get quiet yeah. because I was so in my head that I wasn't getting what I needed. I, I, I felt I needed to go from my heart. My heart always knows what's right for me. Yeah. And I try to sink back into that. But yeah. tell me, like, what would you do in yeah. those early days of, you know, you need to surrender, but that's easier said than done. Yeah. For yeah, for sure. So there's my process was was um, one where I, I, I couldn't do it alone. So that's something I actually did call on support. So I worked with mentors and guides. Um, so this is where I started leaning into more like intuitive um, coaches uh, who who could help me in that. And they, and, and they really trusted their intuition. So they would kind of nudge me and they would actually, this was, was neat. So they would actually say things to me and I'm like, that's how I feel. And they're like, follow it. So it was almost like they were guiding me on how to trust myself. So I did, I did have to work with coaches around that. And also I had resources too. So like you, you spoke to the surrender experiment with uh, Michael Singer or, um, you know, some of the more spiritual based books. So that's what, those were the books that I turned to and leaned on that helped me build that, that, that place of trusting, trusting myself. Well, and that's a great place to start because even if you go to the bookstore and you go into yes. that section, you just like, just what's drawn to you? Like yes. start there. That could be something so simple that yes. just trust a little nudge that you're getting just by looking at a title of a book. You could look, yes. it could be even how pretty the cover of the book is. Right? Notice what you're drawn to. Yes. Even yes. if it doesn't make sense. So that's, yes. so even just setting the intention to surrender. Like, that's powerful. It's just that I, I, I learned and this is what I, like, you know what I, I surrender and like, just show me <laughs> it's kind of where I got to. And then I, and then I just started to like, notice the things that would be coming in then notice the things that I would be that the, the experiences or the opportunities would be little opportunities and little nuggets and little things that were coming in. And I would sometimes they'd be easy to dismiss. Or my tendency would be like, no, 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 I have to do the, you know, and I would do this. And I just realized that, you know, that's what I've always do. And it's not working for me. So I'm just going to try something new. Right. And so that's what I started to do is just little things, whether it was a book or a podcast or who I was listening to. And that's just, that's how we start. Yes. Because you need to build up some of that, that um, it's almost like evidence to me. Yes. Yes. And every time you, you do that, you're going to get evidence that, Oh, that worked or evidence that it didn't. And maybe you had a little feeling like, oh, I don't think this is going to work, but I'm going to do it anyways. And then you get up and it's like, you were right. <laughs> Those right? are valuable. All of yes. that's valuable. None oh, of that is wait. wrong, right? Yes. All of that is super valuable. We have to know, we have to know the difference between like really trusting that, like um, that inner knowing and that inner trust versus maybe what that, like what our head is telling us and we right. got to play with it. Yeah. And that's and how that's- you learn. I heard somebody say something about that, where if it's kind of like your ego or your intuition and how to kind of tell the difference, because sometimes we don't know. And it's from, I I had a description that I really liked. It was like the ego is kind of, and the the intuition is kind of like, ah, this is a very slight difference sometimes, but it's just, it's coming from a nicer place, your intuition and your ego is coming from a place of wanting to keep us safe. Right. Yes. Like, don't do that because because you might get embarrassed or don't do that because you're going to fail or 
And then the intuition is just like, yeah, you might, yeah. but, but it's okay. You know, it's okay yeah. to feel like, I don't know. I just love that different. Love so simple. So yeah. simple. And, and that's push. what I believe in. It's simple. Yeah. Yes. We've got to keep it simple or, or there's so much stuff out there and it's so overwhelming. So just small steps, yeah. small steps. Yeah. And then what else do you do in your surrender practice? Yeah, so it is taking time to uh, to get quiet. I had to actually. So this is this is the reality of that. I did have to slow my life down. I did had to make some really um, significant shifts in my life to create a, my allow my life to become more simple. So mm-hmm. like I sold the business that was no longer a match. I I did simplify my life, um, and I think sometimes we'll be called to do that. We'll be called to. Um, to allow space in our life, to create space in our life. So I, I, I don't want to minimize that I did have to take the, make some of those really real life choices, big choices. Yeah. And also just taking time, making um, a connect, I call it a connection practice. So where we come in and we take that time to connect to ourselves, we don't have to sit there silently, <laughs> even becoming aware of our thoughts. Silence is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be, um, to, to grow our capacity to tolerate. Um, or to handle uh, when we first start this practice that's very difficult to do so even just becoming more comfortable with sitting with yourself and sitting with your thoughts and being with yourself so so often the reason why we're hustling and we're so busy is we're not comfortable with ourselves. well so true yeah like everything outside of us is is defining us and so it's slowly building over time the ability to be with ourselves and to accept all parts of ourselves that that reminds me of that book where were you go there you are yeah Yeah. that book it's like you can't you can't I I always say that your um that your life is simply a reflection of the inner relationship with yourself right so everything in your life every relationship every situation is just reflecting back to you the relationship with yourself and the only thing that you have the power to affect is that relationship with yourself and so if I can come in and attend to the relationship with myself and I can just, I just use my life as a reflection to point on how to address the relationship with myself, yes. then my life begins to transform on an outer level. Right. right? And, and we've got to be able to create that space for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And I think this is where um, the word that I mentioned to you at the beginning really came into play for me was grace. Mm, yes. Having that grace with yourself when you are looking inward because sometimes we don't like what we see yeah, yeah. you know and that's a hard realization but the the message that I would want to give from that is but you are amazing in there like yeah. you 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 are enough in there and sometimes you just need to dig a little bit deeper yeah. get rid of some of those things you know and we're all we're all I say we're all shades of gray we all have our light we all have our dark, every single one of us. So we're all just these beautiful shades of gray. There's nobody who does it. I mean, I can be judgmental sometimes. I can be a, I'm going to like a, a jerk. Sometimes I can be mean. I can be like, and I have been at those times in my life. Right. So, you know, I think sometimes we go, Oh God, if I go look at myself, I'm going to have to acknowledge. Yeah. Like, yeah. All of us, all of us, every single one of us has that, you know, yes. or things that were like, Oh my God, I wish I did that differently. Yes. All of us. Right. Yep. Yep. And that doesn't have to define you. Right. This it's just 
So often who we have become is simply a result of our experiences. And we're just a reflection of how we've learned to get our needs met, how we've learned to get love, how we've learned to cope with discomfort, how we've learned to um, handle um, handle life, that's all. And so it's almost like by default at first. And this process is about going, hmm, how's my default mechanisms working for me? Yeah. And if I can just see my defaults, but not blame myself for the defaults, just simply right. see my defaults for what they are. Yeah. You know, my beautiful human way of, of taking care of myself and staying safe. Yeah. And I could just see them for that and then go, how's this working for me? Hmm, what would I like going forward? And if yeah. I were to choose different patterns and choose different ways of showing up and to different perspectives and thought processes, I can actually co-create a different reality for myself. Mm, yum. <laughs> like I don't have to just live on default. Yes. Yes. And this is what I kept challenging myself to do was just or inviting, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I see this part of me and okay, I love you, girl. I see you. I know why you did that, yeah. you know, and you're also this, you're also this courageous and compassionate person. And so like, we can lean into that. Yes. We're all of it. We are, we are. And, and I love how you said at the beginning too, that um, sometimes we need help with that. Yeah. Like we, we expect us to know how to do this ourselves. And it's, it's really an unfair expectation to put on ourselves because yes. how are we supposed to know how to do all of this? Yes. And chances are who's in your circle. Chances are just by the nature of who's in your circle, they're likely just a match for who you are. Yes. Right? And so they're probably doing very similar things as you, the people in your circle. So we don't necessarily even have a, a model of different realities or a model of new ways of doing things. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes and that, and that's a comfort, comfort zone, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So what we're going to attract the match for who we are. Right. So we're going to, people in our life are going to reflect our love back to us. Mm -hmm. They're going to reflect our fears back to us. Yes. The things we don't like about ourselves. Yeah. They're going to reflect our gifts. They're also going to reflect our insecurities back to us. Right. Yeah. And, and just in that comment is to be able to step back and see that. Right. What That's what the power is. Yes. Is yeah. yeah, the reflection back to us. Yeah. And the more that we do the inner work, the more that will be reflected back to us yeah. too, because that will change the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. And there's never I think at this stage of our lives, somebody I just read the other day, it was like our life is like an elevator. Mm. And sometimes you as you start to rise, you stop at floors and people go up. Yeah. You let people off and then you move somebody in and then you go up again and it's the same thing. The doors open, some go up, some come in. And I just love that analogy because I can visually see that. Like, and, it, and it doesn't, yeah. And it doesn't have to be good, bad, right or wrong. Yes, exactly. It's just energy. Everything in life is just energy. So we're here in this, this existence in this lifetime as energetic beings having experiences just energetic experiences and i as i choose to respond in in di with different energy every thought every action and every is as an energy so if i'm used to i would say for me i was really operating at this level of like fear and anxiety and pride and um that's the hustle i describe the hustle for worthiness and that's where i operated from but then when I started to make choices at a level of courage or willingness or love or acceptance, 
right? So that thought around, I could, I could, I could hate that part of me, or I could accept that part of me. And if I choose to accept that part of me, that maybe I don't love, <laughs> I'm choosing acceptance, and I'm, I'm raising my own energy. And so to the point of the elevator, as I'm rising in my energy, I'm just going to have people coming in and out of my life that are a match for that energy so that I can learn more. Yes. And it will reflect. I love that. Continue yeah. to reflect myself back to me so I can continue to choose. Yes. Am I going to choose love in this moment? Or am I going to choose fear in this moment? Oh, and good. It's good, bad, right or wrong. It's all just yes. energy. And so when you start seeing life like this, <laughs> I know it, it just up. becomes a series of, of energetic choices and your, 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 your life becomes a reflection of the energy of those choices. No yes. good, bad, right or wrong. Right. I love this. Okay. We've only got two more minutes. So the question that you said at the beginning that you started to ask yourself was there has to be another way. So just that opening up that curiosity that all of a sudden things start to show up for you in a different way because you're open to seeing them. Opportunities, like you said, mentors, books, whatever that is. So fabulous question to ask yourself when you're in that mode. And it is a process. So give yourself some grace in that time. Yes. I have a question that I just heard on a podcast this morning. That question. I think I'm going to start asking all of my guests this question. Okay. I love it so much. Um, and I know you're, I know you'll be, you'll be just great with it. Um, but we all, we all are here and we wonder what we're going to leave when we're no longer here. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is, this is the question. It was Jim Rohn. Okay. Okay. What is your life's message? Because we all are living one in our everyday. So at the end, what would you, what do you think your life message would be? Oh, what a beautiful question. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to get too deep on this. So I'll just, I'll just come in. And um, so for me and what informs my life and how I, I think this is it. It's about how, what informs my life is this, living connected right there's this idea of living connected that that I, that are my message is that the way to live life is to live connected to your inner guidance and to to lead your life from that place beautiful right? and when you when you lead from that place then you create this beautiful unique imprint and and you have a, a beautiful unique path which which you will share and in, inspire others naturally just by being you and so I think my message is, is to live from that place and like trust in that. Like, can you trust in and live from that place? Um, the only thing you can do is, is, is serve in that way, because that's the most beautiful place and the most authentic place that you can live from. So live connected. That's my, that's sort of my, I don't know. My I knew mother. you would nail it. I knew you would nail it. I got to come back and watch that and write that out because, because you are being what your life's message is. And I think that's the beautiful piece of, of being authentic and and inauthentic and i know that's a word that's out there right now, but people can see the difference i believe we can well i don't even know about seeing it i believe we can feel the difference between somebody who's living their life's message being it and someone who is is trying but it might not be the message that they really you know believe in so I um, I have to wrap it up. I thank you so much, Andrea, for being here. You are just an absolute massive 
impact on the world. I know the ripple effect that you make and the people that you touch and the people that you help and that you serve. So I just want to thank you so much for that. I want to thank you for being here, watching the replay. And always, as you know, you are more than enough as is. And I really hope to see you next week. So thanks. Okay.